Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. there all my future paleontologists i'm dinosaur george and it's great to be with you for another podcast today's feature creature is carcarodontosaurus i'm gonna answer a bunch of questions that i receive from all of you we will do some who would wins and then at the end i have an interview with a patreon Tyrannosaurus member. But before we do that, some news. We are now heard in 57 countries across the world. I'm, I'm sorry, 87 countries across the world, not 57. We have 57,000 downloads, so that's very exciting that so many of you are listening. And thank you all for sending me comments that you enjoy the podcast. I really appreciate you doing that. It lets me know that, that uh, we're doing things right. And if you have any suggestions or anything that you would like to like to say, there's a couple of ways you can contact us. Probably the best way, well, the best way is to become a Patreon club member because I see all of your messages and you get priority. So you can join one of our Patreon clubs and you can contact me uh, through your Patreon page. But the other way is if you go to Facebook and you join the Dinosaur George Kids group, you can send me questions there, or you can go to the dinosaurgeorge.com website and click on the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page, and there's a form that you can fill out, and when you send it, it will get to me as well. Now, keep in mind, we get thousands of questions every month, and there's just no way I can answer them all. So if you send me a question and it doesn't get answered on a podcast, don't don't be upset. Just keep trying. You can send as many as you want. Now, I don't recommend like you send 20 or 30 in a day because that, that doesn't help. But, uh, you know, keep, keep sending me questions when you can, and I will try my very best to read them. So the priority is that if you are a club member, I answer yours first. And then the next priority is the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. And then the third priority is the ones we get through our website. So anyway, that's what you can do. So uh, very excited about that. I wanted to give a couple of shout outs to, uh, first of all, Brennan Elementary, which is in uh, um, uh, Lake Jackson, Texas. I did two shows for them and had such a fun time. That was great. A very good family friend of mine is a teacher there. I think she's a librarian. And uh, that was a that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that a bunch. And then Stanley Elementary in Katy, Texas, had so much fun with you guys. It was a blast. Then I spoke to the students at Borkard Elementary, which is in Plano, Texas. And then here in San Antonio, Texas, we set up our traveling museum for the students at Rose Garden Elementary. And uh, all of the students got to come through and see the museum. And that is so much fun. Because in the museum, we have scavenger hunts. We have all kinds of fun stuff in there. 
Then I got to go out to this group called the Messiah Kids Preschool, where I have been doing that for years and years and years. The kids are great. I enjoyed that so much. I did live presentations for them. Everybody else I had done virtual, but I did live presentations for them where I went into their school. And then we did uh, Fisher Elementary in San Antonio. They also had our traveling museum. So the traveling museum went to Fisher Elementary. Students were great. Faculty was great. So much fun. Last Saturday, um, or, or not, wait, last Saturday? No, yeah, Saturday. Wow, I can't believe, I can't keep track of my days. Yesterday, I had the chance to do a lesson for Desmond's birthday. Desmond, I had so much fun. You know so much about dinosaurs. You were hilarious. Your family was so nice. I'm glad to have met all your family and friends. So I got to do a birthday party lesson for Desmond, who uh, I think is going to, I think his birthday is this week, right, Desmond? I hope I'm right. Today's date is May 23rd, 2021. So I think your birthday is this week. I think we had your party before your, your lesson before your birthday, because my schedule is so busy. Um, I leave this afternoon for a place called Sweeney, Texas, where my traveling museum is going to be set up there. And then on the 26th, my traveling museum will be at Caldwell Elementary in Caldwell, Texas. And then on the 28th, my museum is going to be at Callison Elementary back here at San Antonio. So that's exciting. And then I'm doing a bunch of live performances for the San Antonio Zoo. On the 29th of May, I'm speaking at 11 and 2 o'clock. On the 30th, I'm speaking at 11 and 2 o'clock. And on the 31st, I'm speaking at 11 and 2 o'clock. So I'm doing a ton, a ton of live performances at the San Antonio Zoo where they have a bunch of uh, dinosaur exhibits set up in the zoo. So if you would like to know my schedule, we post it on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. You can see my schedule there. And if you live in or around San Antonio on any weekend between now, I think through August, I think I'm speaking at the zoo almost every weekend, not every weekend, but almost every weekend. So stop by and tell me you listen to the podcast and say hi, and I'll make sure to give you a shout out. A couple of other shout outs. I wanted this special shout out to Byron, who used his own allowance money to join our T-Rex club. So Byron, I just wanted to give you a special welcome to the, to the uh, Patreon club and tell you how proud I am that you used your own money to pay for your membership, and I hope you enjoy it. But I had to read you this. Victor, who's been a club member since we started, Victor sent me a dino joke, so I decided to read it. Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Electrosaurus. Electrosaurus who? Electrosaurus, I'm eating your head. (laughs) Well, thank you, Victor. I'm glad he ate my head. And finally, one more shout out to young Oliver, who is six years old, that listens in Sydney, Australia. Oliver sends me great questions, and he sends a lot of cool information. So to you, Oliver, I wanted to finally give you your own shout out. All right, uh, let me take a little short break. If you would like to have me do a a virtual lesson through um, uh, Zoom, uh, then pay attention to this, and maybe I'll get a chance to see you and your family as well. 
kids. You can have a private virtual lesson with Dinosaur George. Have him speak at your birthday party or have a lesson just for you. Lessons last 45 minutes and are available to all countries and time zones. Visit our store at dinosaurgeorge.com and order your own private lesson today. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. Well, Carcharodontosaurus is one of the longer names of any dinosaur, and it certainly is a big dinosaur. Carcharodontosaurus, and I have a habit of always saying Carcharodontosaurus. I don't know why I changed the second A to a long A, but I always do that. I always say Carcharodontosaurus, but I guess really it should be pronounced Carcharodontosaurus. But however you say it, it's absolutely fine. Remember, when you are saying a dinosaur name, you are usually speaking a different language. Oftentimes that language is Latin. And so when you say a word in a different language into English or whatever language you speak, you might pronounce it a little differently. So if I say Carcharodontosaurus, I've been saying that for years, but I'll try to keep saying Carcharodontosaurus because that makes a little more sense. So what does the name mean? First of all, its name means shark tooth reptile. Now, again, remember when, uh, when dinosaurs were first discovered, Some scientists thought they were big lizards. And so saurus means reptile or lizard in English. But again, this is not a big lizard, but that's just what the name means. So I know that can be a little confusing. Now, have you guys ever heard of the shark Megalodon? Of course, you've heard of Megalodon. Megalodon is a giant shark. Well, Megalodon is actually its second, its last name. All animals have a first and last name. I did a podcast on Megalodon. Please go back and listen to it. If you haven't listened to it yet, I explained it in a little more detail. So really, the the shark's name was Carcharodon Megalodon. That was the shark's name. I think now they've changed it to Ototus Megalodon. So it's still Megalodon. But the Carcharodon Megalodon was from the, the Latin meaning shark. So this dinosaur's name is Carcharodontosaurus meaning the shark tooth reptile, because its teeth are not like a lot of other predatory dinosaurs. Carcharodontosaurus's teeth are very thin, like the tooth of a shark, not big and round like the tooth of a tyrannosaur. Carcharodontosaurus, a lot of scientists believe this is a dinosaur that is as big or bigger than Tyrannosaurus rex, Giganotosaurus, uh, Maposaurus. This is a very large dinosaur. It was between 12 to 13.3 meters long, which means 39 to 44 feet. That puts it right up there with Tyrannosaurus. It weighed anywhere between 6 and 15 tons. Now, that's a big difference. And you think, why is that difference so big? Well, remember, all scientists have to go on are the bones. And when you have the bones, you're not absolutely sure how big the muscles were that connected to them. And we're not completely sure of how thick the skin is. So there's a wide range of weights. It could be a little thinner than people think. It could be a little bit heavier. Whatever the case, that is a very large predator. 
It's found in northern Africa and Egypt, and it lived during the mid-Cretaceous, that's 105 to 93 million years ago. So it never saw Tyrannosaurus rex. Of course, it wouldn't anyway, because Tyrannosaurus rex didn't live in North Africa or Egypt. So at the time, that is one of the most robust, and robust means big, heavy, powerful. So it was the biggest, most robust carnivore that there was. It was a biped, which means it walked bipedally, which means it walked on two legs. And it, of course, was a carnivore. Now, it lived alongside of Spinosaurus. It's a, I mean, you have two giant meat eaters living in the same place at the same time. Matter of fact, in my opinion, even though Spinosaurus may have been longer, I think Spinosaurus stayed out of the way of Carcharodontosaurus. It is my opinion that Carcharodontosaurus would have been considerably stronger and more powerful than Spinosaurus. Now, I say this, but I want you to remember, Spinosaurus was probably longer. And if you conclude the big sail on its back, the big fin on its back, it was taller. But if you take away that, that sail, Spinosaurus is not as, as big as it appears. That sail really makes him look way bigger than he was. And maybe it was intentional. Maybe Spinosaurus did that to keep Carcharodontosaurus away. But you have these two giants. Well, just because you're longer doesn't mean you're stronger. Let's take an elephant and a giraffe, for instance. We have a giraffe, we have an elephant. Who's longer? Giraffe. Who's stronger? Elephant. Way stronger than a giraffe. Way more powerful than a giraffe. But even though giraffes are longer or taller, it doesn't mean that that makes them stronger. Well, I believe the same thing with, with uh, Carcharodontosaurus and Spinosaurus. Now, I said you have two giants living together at the same time in the same place. And that's difficult because when you have two apex predator, apex means you're at the top of the food chain. Like a great white shark is an apex predator. It's, it, it, it's at the top of the food chain. Um, a Komodo dragon is the apex predator on the island of Komodo. A tiger is an apex predator in India. See what I mean? The top of the line, the biggest of the bunch. Uh, in Africa, it would be lions are apex predators. Jackals, which are also meat eaters, are not apex predators. They're way farther down on the food chain. They would get eaten by a lion. So when you have two apex predators living at the same time in the same place, you would think that would cause trouble because they would both be fighting over the same food source. How do these two giants survive in the same place? They would eat all the food or they would kill each other fighting over the food. Well, in my Spinosaurus podcast, if you haven't listened to it, you should find it, listen to it. I talk about Spinosaurus. All the evidence suggests it's a fish eater. So how do these two giants survive? Because they divide up the food source. Spinosaurus is hunting food in the water. Carcharodontosaurus is hunting food on land. These two dinosaurs certainly could fight over food, but I don't think they would. Because when you're as big as these guys, you have a very good chance of being hurt being crushed, being injured, being killed. And that's not what you want. So I believe that Spinosaurus, if Carcharodontosaurus showed up, Spinosaurus simply walked into the water. Spinosaurus certainly appears to be better designed for being in the water. 
Carcarodontosaur isn't going in there after him. That'd be foolish. You don't want to fight him on his home turf. He wouldn't survive. So I believe these two animals simply left each other alone. I don't think they were fighting. It, it, it would be an exciting thing to see two giants fight, but I don't think that would happen. I think too many bad things could happen, and they both know it. So on land, Carcarodontosaurus is the king of North Africa and Egypt, but in the water, Spinosaurus rules. Carcarodontosaurus is actually related to my beloved Allosaurus. It comes from the same family as the Allosaurus. It has a little bit longer arms. It has three fingers on each hand. So it's, it's much more similar and comes from the family of Allosaurus. Really doesn't have anything to do with Tyrannosaurus. Right, any of the tyrannosaurs, or it's not, it's not that close related. So it's a very, very big dinosaur. Now, like tyran- like a Spinosaurus, the first evidence of Carcharodontosaurus, all they found were the teeth. They didn't find many bones. They found a few, but not a lot. Well, like with Spinosaurus during World War II, the museum where its bo- where its where its bones were kept was blown up during the war. And all the evidence was lost. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. But then, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. But then, paleontologist Paul Sereno found a much more complete skeleton anyway. So we have a much better idea of what Carcharodontosaurus was because after the war, not shortly, Paul Sereno's not that old. After, after the war and all of that, uh, Paul Sereno went over to Africa and found uh, Carcharodontosaurus. So we have much more information about it, and we know that this is one of the top predators. And getting back to its teeth, they're they're thin, but they have a serration on both edges. And a serration is the little zigzaggy line that you see on really sharp knives. We never use a sharp steak knife by ourselves because that line, those little bumps, those little zigzaggy bumps, those things will slice right through you. And that's exactly what it had on its teeth, and that's what they were for. Now, these teeth were thin, not big and thick like the like the tooth of a Tyrannosaur. So unlike Tyrannosaurus Rex, this dinosaur probably could not break bones. It, it didn't. Its teeth are, are better made for slicing the meat. So this animal could give an incredible bite, rip a big chunk out of you, and then let you go off and slowly die of shock or blood loss. It's probably how it hunted. But it's so big, I don't think it was very fast. So it's probably more of an ambush hunter. And that means it hides somewhere and it rushes out at the last minute when you're walking by and it grabs you. So what color do you think this dinosaur would be? Well, I think it would be striped or spotted like a leopard or a tiger. Because those spots and stripes help it hide. So here is a project for all of you that would like to do it. I would like for you to draw a picture of a Carcharodontosaurus with either stripes like a tiger or spotted like a leopard or a cheetah or a jaguar. So that's your project. If you are a good artist, try to draw me a picture of Carcharodontosaurus, then go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group if you're already not a member, and it's free, doesn't cost anything. Have your parents post your picture there. If you, don't, if you don't want to draw a picture, you don't have to. Then the other thing I love to see is I love to see the, um, where you set up your toys 
in a scene. I like when you make a scene and set up a scene because I love seeing that. They look so cool when you put your toys outside or you set them up to where they look like they're battling. If you can do any of that, I absolutely love seeing that. So your feature creature was Carcharodontosaurus, one of the largest, one of the largest carnivores that ever walked the earth. This thing is big and powerful and absolutely terrifying. All right, when we come back, we're going to do some Ask Dinosaur George questions. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, we're going to do some Ask Dinosaur George questions, and after that, I'm going to jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids uh, Facebook group, and I'm going to read comments there, but let's begin. Now, these are all questions that have been submitted by uh, by you, the listeners, so we're going to start. This first one is goes to Sydney. Now, Sydney is a club member of the Dinosaur George Club. Sydney said, how large was Utah Raptor? Sydney, I think I did a podcast on Utah Raptors. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to go back and listen to it, because I give you a great, much greater detail about Utah Raptor. It's a pretty big dinosaur. I think it was about 18 feet long, maybe a little bit longer than that. It's big. I mean, you're talking about a raptor that doesn't look anything like most raptors. This is a very big, heavy duty raptor. Not fast, but it doesn't have to be because he's so heavy duty. So I believe he's about 18 feet long, but... um uh, Sydney, go look, uh, listen to the podcast and find the one on Utah Raptor and you'll learn some pretty cool lessons about it. All right. Another club member, Lucas. Lucas says, my question is, were baby uh, Triceratops born with horns? And also, how did Triceratops get its name? Well, let's start with your second question because that's a good one. How did Triceratops get its name? When somebody discovers a new kind of dinosaur, one that nobody has ever found before, and they have to prove that nobody's ever found it before. If they can prove that it's a new kind of dinosaur, then they are allowed to give it a name. And you can name it whatever you like. You can name it in honor of somebody. You can name it because of some unique feature of it. You can name it from where it was found. There's a dinosaur named Tim Imus, named after a boy named Tim. Utah Raptor was found in Utah. Well, the word triceratops in English means three-horned face. Why does it? Why is it called three-horned face? Because it has three horns. So it got its name because of that unique feature. That's how it got its name. Now, were the babies born with horns? Yes, but the horns were very small, little tiny bumps. I had the opportunity to see a, an infant, a baby uh, um, ceratopsian. I think it was Chasmosaurus. I think, I think that's what the baby was. I can't remember what species it was, but it was a baby, tiny little thing. So cool. I got to touch it. It had two little bumps on its head. So yeah, I think it was born with tiny little bumps, but those bumps actually ultimately grew into the big horns. All right. Another club member. This is a question from Jasper. Jasper says on my dinosaur cards, it says that Pachycephalosaurus is an omnivore. But on my dinosaur train game, it says it's an herbivore. Which one is correct? Possibly both, Jasper. 
you see, when you look at the teeth of Pachycephalosaurus, there are a couple of canine teeth. They look like meat, meat slicing teeth. They have canine teeth. And any animal with canine teeth, it almost always eats meat. So the idea is they may have been omnivores. Some paleontologists disagree. They think those teeth might have been used as defensive weapons or to bite rivals. But I disagree with that because I believe both male and female have them. They, they both have them. And so it would seem that those teeth would have been more functional. I personally think that they were omnivores. But until one day, if they can ever find a pachycephalosaurus skeleton with the remains of its food, in, uh, the fossilized food in its stomach, that may one day answer the question. So for right now, you'll probably see different opinions. Some people say it's an omnivore. Some say it's an herbivore. That's a tough one. All right, let's go to Zoe, age seven from Ashburn, Virginia. Hi, Dinosaur George. I love your podcast. Thank you, Zoe. That's very nice of you. I have been really into ASL, which is American Sign Language. Do you know if any dinosaurs were deaf? Thank you, Zoe. Well, Zoe, what a very interesting question. First of all, Zoe, I hope that you learn sign language. Knowing sign language allows you to talk to people that otherwise may not understand what we're saying. So it's a very, very good thing you're doing, and I hope that you you continue. Some of my very best friends uh, know sign language, and, and it's a very impressive thing. So were any dinosaurs deaf? Well, here's the thing, Zoe. If an animal in the wild is born without a sense of hearing, unfortunately, they don't survive very long because they either don't see a predator sneaking up on them or can't, I mean, don't hear them, or they can't hear where the herbivores are to go find them. And so unfortunately in nature, when an animal is, is born that way, it won't survive very long. Humans were obviously different because we take care of each other. But in the case of this, I'm sure that there were dinosaurs that were born deaf because there's animals like that all the time. But unfortunately, I don't think they would have lasted very long. And that's just the way nature works. Okay. Ash, age seven from Katy, Texas. How do pteranodons and flying reptiles die and others didn't? Well, what you're talking about, because you were from the school that I spoke to, Ash, we don't know. That's a mystery. Why did pterosaurs die at the end of the age of dinosaurs, but birds didn't? We just don't know. It, it must have had something to do with the way they are built, either the way they breathe or uh, something, because they were unable to adapt to the big change in the environment, whereas other animals like birds could. So I don't know the answer to that. It's a difficult question. It's a good question, but it's a difficult one. All right. Cecilia, age six, from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Why does the Spinosaurus have such a big spine? Did it only eat fish? And thank you. Well, Cecilia, very good questions. Uh, go listen to my podcast. I answer a lot of questions about it, but let me explain what, what the answers are to your questions. And then if you choose to go listen to it, you can. So the big spine on its back, well, that to me, I believe it was used to help the animal warm up because I believe it spent a lot of time in the water and water steals your heat. Water takes body heat away from you. And that big sail would have helped it capture the sun's rays and allow it to stay warm even when spending a lot of time in the water. And did it only eat fish? No, no, it actually ate a variety of things. It probably ate turtles. If it could catch a bird, it would eat it. But they also ate small dinosaurs, I think. 
I mean, they found one Spinosaurus with the bones of a little iguanodontid inside of it. So these guys would have eaten anything, but fish is probably their number one uh, prey. All right. Augustine from New York City. Why are things on a mar- what are the things on a margosaurus called and why do they have two rows of them? Well, Augustine, they are um they're called spikes. You can call them spikes. Some people call them spines. Um, but they are spikes. And they I don't know why they had two rows, but they must have been used for maybe defense, and they may have been used as a way to attract a mate or to scare away a rival. So they may have used them for a number of different things. But when when things are on the skull, we call them horns. But when spiky-looking things are anywhere else on the body, then we call them spikes or spines. And so because they're on the neck and back, they are spikes. All right, Maisie, age six from Minnesota. What was the biggest dinosaur in the Jurassic World movie? Maisie, I believe the biggest dinosaurs that have ever been in Jurassic World movies were uh, Indominus Rex and Tyrannosaurus Rex. I believe those, and Spinosaurus, those three were the biggest. But I think Indominus Rex was the bigger of all of them, I do believe. All right, this question came from Mrs. Bundrick's first grade um, uh, class in uh, Brennan Elementary in Lake Jackson, Texas, where earlier I gave them a shout out. So Mrs. Bundick sent a question for all of her students. So here we go. My kiddos and I had so much fun in our Zoom class with you today. Thank you. I had so much fun with you guys. So they have a few questions. This first question is from Logan. What was the first dinosaur like? Well, Logan, the very first dinosaur kind of looked more like a lizard but but sort of a dinosaur. It didn't quite look like all of the other dinosaurs that we see later on because this thing, they evolved from lizards or from animals called archosaurs, which kind of look like lizards. So it would have looked sort of like a lizard with long legs that would have ran on its back legs instead of its uh, on all four. It would have been a weird looking little creature. If you saw it, you would say that kind of sort of looks like a lizard, but it kind of sort of looks like a dinosaur. Okay, uh, Ellie. I don't think it's Eli. I think it's Ellie. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. How did you get your name Dinosaur George? <laughs> That's funny. Um, actually, a, a, a kid gave it to me. Um, one day I was speaking to a group of students and this boy raised his hand and he called me Dinosaur George. I'd never, nobody had ever called me that before ever. And after he called me Dinosaur George, every single kid in the room started calling me that. And then every teacher started calling me that. And then over time, more and more people called me that. And so I finally just started using the name Dinosaur George and been doing it for 24 years. All right. Um, a question from Melly. How long ago did dinosaurs become extinct? They died about 65 and a half million years ago. It's a very long time, but they all died at, well, the terrestrial dinosaurs died out 65 and a half million years ago. The avian dinosaurs, which means birds are still alive today. How cool is that? All right. Question from Maverick. How do dinosaurs have different colors all over their bodies? Well, Maverick, it's the same way that animals today do. It has to do with their DNA. The DNA is sort of like the recipe for what you are. And inside of that recipe, it says what color eyes you're going to have. It says what color your skin is going to be. It says if you have feathers, what color they're going to be. So it's the exact same way, Maverick, that animals are today. It just has to do with the way that they are designed, the way they're built. All right. Arik says, why do baby velociraptors have sharper teeth than their parents? Ah, for the same reason 
that a little puppy has sharper teeth than its parents. You ever had a little puppy that bites and their teeth are pointy needle teeth? It hurts. Well, that's because they have to have super sharp teeth so they can bite through meat because their jaws are not very strong. Once their jaws are stronger and their teeth get a little thicker, see, if they had super strong jaws and those tiny little sharp teeth, they would break all their teeth off when they bite into something because they would their jaws would be too strong. But because they're babies, their jaws are not strong. They have to have sharp teeth. So velociraptors had really sharp teeth when they were babies because it would slice through the meat better. Now, as they got bigger, those teeth are still sharp, but it's just that they're not as sharp because now they're stronger. Okay, Mila, or if you pronounce it Mila, but I think it's Mila, which dinosaur had one toe sticking up that? Those are the raptors, Mila. We call them dromaeosaurs. Those are the ones whose toe sticks up. All right, Genesis, which dinosaur is the smallest? Well, Genesis, there's kind of an argument over which is the smallest dinosaur. I still believe it was Micropachycephalosaurus, but some people say it was Musaurus. Uh, there's another one. I can't remember the other one. There's so many I believe Micropachycephalosaurus, to me, would have been the smallest, but it was smaller than a cat. How crazy is that? And finally, from McKinley, why do dinosaurs cut their food with their feet? Ah, McKinley, only raptors probably did that. That's because the leg muscle is the strongest muscle in the body. And if you use your leg and your claw and your foot to kick, you can make a deeper cut. Raptors' arms are not very strong. They wouldn't have a lot of power in their arms, so they couldn't cut very deep. They couldn't cut through thick skin with their arms. They're not strong enough. So because they were smaller dinosaurs, they decided to use their feet instead of their hands and their mouth to cut their food. Okay, um, so uh, Miss Bundick, Mrs. Bundick, I hope that you all enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed your lesson. I certainly enjoyed it a lot. I had so much fun teaching the lesson and I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it as well. All right. I just want to remind you all on my website, we have all kinds of dinosaur toys and all kinds of cool things and t-shirts. Listen, I've got some of the coolest t-shirts you have ever seen. If you like dinosaurs, you got to go look at those t-shirts. They're amazing. We ship all over the world. So I hope you will visit my website store at dinosaurgeorge.com and maybe pick up something that you like. All right. When I come back, I'm going to jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids face. I mean, uh, yeah, Facebook group page and talk about that. Do you or someone you know like fossils, rocks and minerals? Our web store is filled with amazing crystals, geodes, real fossils and replica dinosaur claws, teeth and more. Our prices are affordable and we do not add excessive shipping fees. Go to dinosaurgeorge.com and order your items today. All right, over at the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page, let's go down and see what we got. All right, oh, this is Gate. Caitlin Raptor. <laughs> Caitlin Raptor has a who would win. T-Rex versus King Kong versus Dinosaur George. All right, why, why am I fighting T-Rex and King Kong? How can I possibly win? And also, uh, <laughs> also, I have two... Sylvester's the cats <laughs> with wielding bats and I get to use my smelly, my smelly stink bombs, of course. 
She said she thinks Dinosaur George would be victorious. Well, listen, my deadly stink bomb under my arm is the greatest weapon ever built. No animal can survive. So if I raise my deadly stink arms, I would beat King Kong <laughs> and, and Tyrannosaurus Rex. And even my poor Sylvester helpers would probably be in trouble. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, wow. My friend J.W. Thomas posted something about they thought Indominus Rex or Indoraptor were scary. But in Camp Cretaceous Season 3, there is a new creature far worse than that. Dr. Wu has really gone mad. I don't know who that, di- who that dinosaur is, J.W., but that sounds cool. All right. Um, oh, Eli, age five. They post, he posted a picture that he got his raptor claw and T-Rex tooth replicas by becoming a Tyrannosaurus member. I am so glad there's a picture of him holding those cool replicas. I hope you enjoy them, buddy. And welcome to the Tyrannosaur Club, Eli. We're glad to have you. All right. Let's see. Oh, how cool is this? Um, Nikki sent me a picture. Uh, I thought you'd like to see me on your favorite dinosaur, Allosaurus, at the Australian Zoo. You are riding on the back of an Allosaurus, and that is a crazy cool picture. Okay, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Thank you so much for sending me that 3D picture. It was also, uh, it was awesome. And then Isidro recently got to walk inside a replica mammoth skeleton whose ribs were a giant xylophone. And he asked me to take a picture because he knew I would love it. Well, Isidro, I do love it. And I absolutely love that picture of you standing in the inside the replica of a glowing mammoth skeleton and you played the ribs and it made music. How crazy cool is that? Isidro, thank you so much. Nicole, thank you for sending me this picture. This is absolutely amazing. All right. Uh, Quentin is a new Raptor member. Welcome to the club, my little friend. He said he just got his Raptor claw replica in the mail and was so excited. Here's a Spinosaurus eating a dead Cryolophosaurus it hunted down. Well, Quentin, this is really a great image. You've got, uh, it's set up outside. It's in the dirt and there's trees and there's grass around it. This is a great scene. Nicely done, my friend. And thank you for being a Raptor member. I look forward to seeing you in our next lesson. All right. Oh, this is really good. I got a chance to interview Magnus. In fact, his interview is going to be coming up in a little while. There's a picture of Magnus sitting in his chair in front of his laptop, getting ready for his interview. And he's got a couple of dinosaur friends with him. Magnus, I had so much, Magnosaurus, I had so much fun interviewing you, Magnosaurus. You were great. And I hope you like your interview, which will be coming up in just a few minutes. All right. Here's another one. Hi, Dinosaur George. My name is Max and I am also six. And I'm going to become a T-Rex club member in June. Nice. We're looking forward to have you, buddy. I thought you'd like to see a Cretaceous scene with my toy dinosaurs in my backyard. This is great. Max, this is really, really, really great. And by the way, I loved, Max, that you were sitting on that Allosaurus skeleton. How I mean, that Allosaurus uh, dinosaur. How cool is that? So Max has set it up and looks great. It looks like we've got Triceratops and I believe Chasmosaurus. And it looks like an Ankylosaurus around a palm tree, looks like a Styracosaurus. Oh man. And I love those big rocks. I love, oh man, listen, Max, I love those rocks with the lichen on it. That looks prehistoric. You guys have all got to go here and look at Max's picture and leave a, leave a comment. Tell him you think it looks cool. Cause I think it's cool. 
Okay, here's another one. Hi, Dinosaur George. I'm Lucas, and I love your podcast and recently became a member of your T-Rex club. Well, Lucas, welcome to the club, my friend, and I'm glad, I'm glad you like, I'm glad you like the podcast. Here is my ankylosaurus protecting its babies from T-Rexes. Nice. For the ankylosaurus uh, podcast, uh, the project was to set up a scene or draw a picture of a baby ankylosaurus hiding under its parent for defense. And that's exactly what Lucas set up. This really crazy cool scene where all these tyrannosaurs are moving in to try to get it. And the ankylosaurus babies are hiding under its parent. Great scene, Lucas. And again, welcome to the club, my little friend. All right. Um, here we go. This is cool. This is Elijah, age six. Hi, I'm a new listener to the podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast, my little friend. I read a book today that showed me how to draw dinosaurs, and I wanted to share my ankylosaurus. This is great, Elijah. This is great. I love your ankylosaurus, and I like your colors. I like the different colors that you use, and you've got big spikes, and it's got a club. This is, and it's got all four legs, so it's standing on its four legs. This is really, really good, and I'm very proud of you, Elijah, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you continue to listen for a very long time. All right, let's go. Uh, Leah and Cole. Oh, nice. Thank you, Dinosaur George, for your podcast and your lessons. Well, Leah and Cole, thank you for being a member of the Patreon Club, and I'm glad you enjoy the lessons. I love teaching them. Those lessons are absolutely crazy fun. So, um, and they said they listen to the podcast every day, and I'm glad. So I hope you two are listening. Here's a shout out to both of you. And here's a scene they put together. Now, this is crazy cool. They've got the coolest setup. This is the neatest thing I've ever seen. You've got all these cool dinosaurs lined up, and look at them. You having you have whole families there. It looks like a giant migration. That all of the dinosaurs are migrating, and who is following behind? The carnivores. The carnivores are following behind. I hope that no dinosaur is sick or old and can't keep up with the herd, because if not, there's going to be trouble. Great. Leah, Cole, so glad you're part of our Patreon club, and I really, really like this. And by the way... um. Uh, Emily Miles commented that they were clearly listening very closely to the last lesson. Absolutely right. That's absolutely correct. They were because they're putting the carnivores behind following the migrating dinosaurs. This is great. And I'm glad you pointed that out, Emily. That's very, very good. Okay. Hello, Dinosaur George. My name is Holly, and I'm four years old, and I am a new listener to the podcast. Holly! Welcome to the podcast. I love dinosaurs and the podcast. I'm so glad. I made a dinosaur fossil sticker collage and a T-Rex picture I wanted to show everyone on your page. I love this. The stickers are great. Look at all the different kinds of dinosaurs on there. You have pterosaurs, you have stegosaurus, you have triceratops, you have everybody on there. And then your T-Rex drawing is really really cool. I like that a lot. Welcome to the podcast, Holly. Here's your shout out. And I'm so glad that you listened to it and I hope you continue to enjoy it. All right. Oh, this is cool. This is cool. This is Malloraptor. Mallory, I sure enjoy having you as a member. Mallory said, 
I made this scene with toy dinosaurs and I set it up in my garden. I used rocks and seashells and an ammonite fossil. This is great. You guys got to see this. There's a bird feather. There's seashells. There's an ammonite. There's sauropods. There's tyrannosaurs. Oh, is this a good scene or what? This looks real. You have them standing on logs and there's trees and there's all. This is a great scene and you picked a great spot, Mallory. Malloraptor. I love that name, by the way. That's great. It's very, very good. And by the way, for everybody that is nice enough to leave positive comments, like for instance, uh, Beth Gelman left a very nice comment. Thank you all for leaving those comments for when people post these pictures. It means a lot to young people when, when other people tell them that they did a good job. And I like the fact that so many of you do that. And that's very kind of you. Okay, let's see. Uh, this is great. Our third brother, Liam, has made this great picture of a T-Rex and a long neck fighting. Thanks for the podcast. Well, you're welcome, you guys. And I love this very much. This is great. Oh, man, look at that. The long neck is being eaten by this T-Rex. Liam, you did a great, great job, and I'm proud of you, buddy. All right. Oh, this is good. This is good. So Jackson, his brother, sent one in. It's a long neck fighting a pterodactyl. This is cool. Look at the big, long neck. That thing's got a super long neck. And that pterodactyl is going to be in big trouble if he flies too close behind. Because if he flies close behind, Jackson, that tail is going to whack that poor pterodactyl, and that's going to be the end of him. That was great. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a question from Eli. Hi, Dinosaur George. I have a question from Eli. Is Brontosaurus a real dinosaur, distinct dinosaur from a Patasaurus? Just read an article from 2015. Okay, this is so confusing, Eli. When they first found this dinosaur, they named it a Patasaurus. Later, somebody found another dinosaur and named it Brontosaurus. But they figured later on they were the exact same kind of dinosaur. So Brontosaurus should not have been given a name. So then they changed it to a Patasaurus. But then later, new scientists said, no, I think Brontosaurus is its own dinosaur. So for right now, I think that they are now two distinctive different dinosaurs. I do believe that they are now legitimately. See, you can claim anything you want when you're a scientist. You can write a paper, but until the scientific community accepts it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's fact. So I would have to look into that. I think the last I heard, it is a distinct, different dinosaur. All right, and here's other brother Alexander who'd like to show a picture of who would win T-Rex versus Dinosaur George, and T-Rex is saying, I can't wait to eat Dinosaur George. All right, you rotten kid. Why am I going to get eaten? They said, we just found your podcast and love to listen in the car, and the kids also found you on Alexa and like to listen to you when they go to bed. Well, that is so cool. Virginia and your whole family, thank you guys very, very much. Thank all of you for taking time to draw a picture. And Alexander, you naughty kid. You naughty kid. Why did you have me being eaten by a T-Rex? Let me tell you what, buddy. If that T-Rex gets too close, all I have to do is lift up my arm. And the stink coming under my arm will wipe the T-Rex out. All right. Maybe not. <laughs> that was really great. And I love that. All right. Here's a question from Henry in New York City. If the woolly mammoth and, and Styracosaurus both have a center of gravity by the shoulders then why 
can the woolly mammoth why can the woolly mammoth rear up and the Styracosaurus can't? What a brilliant question. And by the way, I love the Spinosaurus that you're holding up. That's really, really good, Henry. Okay. Woolly mammoth's center of gravity is probably more to the stomach, not the shoulders. It's probably closer to the stomach. Styracosaurus's is probably a little further up, and that's the reason why it can't rear up on its legs. But the other reason why is because of the design of the legs. Styracosaurus's legs simply could not hold the, the weight of the animal. It might have been able to, Henry. Listen, Styracosaurus may have been able to rear up like that, kind of like the way you see a horse do it. It might have been capable of doing that. But the mammoth definitely could because we can see elephants do that today. That's not what they want to do, but sometimes they have to to be able to try to reach higher up into a tree. But it puts a lot of pressure on them. But I think both may have have been possible that they could. May have been possible. On National Dinosaur Day, my my friend J.W. and his girlfriend Erin, they went to this place called Jurassic Encounters in Centerville, Virginia, and they posted a bunch of pictures, and these really look great. These are really, really cool. I like these pictures a lot, you guys. Thank you for posting them. That's so cool. All right, William lost a tooth on his seventh birthday yesterday, and so the Tooth Fairy brought him a Dinosaur George Triceratops Patreon Club membership. Whoa! Can I give you a shout out? You better believe I can give you a shout out, William. Happy first seventh birthday. And you lost a tooth and the tooth fairy made you a club member. Well, I am so glad to have you as a member, William. And I hope you're get, I'm getting ready to send out the new uh, lessons. So you're going to be able to listen to the next lesson and be a part of it. And I look forward to seeing you there. That is so cool. And I'm so glad the Tooth Fairy was so nice that gave you a Triceratops membership. That is cool. All right, here's another one. Hi, Dinosaur George. My son, Byron, loves your podcast. Well, that is very cool. Here's a shout out to Byron. We have been listening repeatedly on the old ones, too, whenever we get in the car. Byron just just used his allowance to join the Tyrannosaurus Rex Club. Okay, Byron. Byron, I gave you a special shout out at the very beginning because I'm so proud of you for doing that. I'm so glad. I'm so proud of you for doing that. All right, my friend. And listen, this is a great, by the way, this is a really neat scene that you've set up. This is so, so cool. What a great picture. Nico says, I want to share the scene of a Lego pterosaur fishing. Could you do a podcast on Smilodon? I love your podcast. Thank you, Nico. That's very kind of you. Love this scene you set up. I really like this a lot. And that that pterosaur is sitting right there on the shore waiting to grab a fish when it swims by. And yes, Smilodon is indeed one of the animals on the list that I saw of my future podcast. All right, Peyton, back from Kansas City. She wanted to share share this with me. This is a picture of a Styracosaurus and a plant eater versus a meat eater. And I also do a picture that's me. And I say, I love dinosaurs. Can you please do a podcast on Myasaura? Well, Peyton, if you've drawn such a beautiful picture and I love your pictures, very, very cool. And I love your big smile. Yes, I will do a podcast on Myasaura. I absolutely will, Peyton. And I love those pictures and thank you for posting them. Then Joshua, age five, has been asking to be a part of the T-Rex Club for a while. We decided to surprise him this month. 
He loves listening to your podcast and is so excited to be part of your extra lessons. The picture on the left is is when they visited Trader's Village. Oh, yes. Last fall, you and I got I got to meet you, Joshua. That's so cool. There's a picture of you and I together. And then the other picture is him when he received his welcome gifts for being a Patreon club member. We're looking forward to visiting your museum soon. Soon, P.S. Joshua wants to know if you could please do a podcast on Parasaurolophus. Oh, what another good uh, suggestion. Well, Joshua, I hope you and your family get to stop by Trader's Village because now I have a small museum set up in there and you'll see some crazy cool stuff. And thank you for joining the club. And I'm glad you like your T-Rex tooth and your Raptor claw gift for becoming a club member. I can see the smile on your face that you like both of them. We will, I will be sending out shortly the next lessons for June. And again, you get two lessons in June because you are a T-Rex member. Every other, uh, the, the Triceratops members, they get one. All right. Let's see. Uh, I believe, I think that's it. I think everybody else, I'm just going down the page and I'm trying to make sure Oliver from Sydney, Australia, did I, did I talk about the cool, uh, the, the cool scene you set up? I don't know if I did or not, Oliver. Um, I just, uh, I just want to make sure. Uh, and let's see, Ben, did I answer your questions? I have two bins, one for swimming dinosaurs and one for land dinosaurs. Where did Sarcosuchus spend most of its time in the water or land? Then I'll know which bin to put him in. I love your podcast and thank you. Can you do a podcast on Sarcosuchus and Dinosuchus? More great suggestions. Ben, put your Sarcosuchus in your swimming bin. That's what I recommend you do. I recommend you put him there because he's probably spending time is there. Let's see. Mighad sent a Ceratosaurus, buddy. This is great. This is really good. I love this Ceratosaurus. This is really cool. I like that you gave its, uh, uh, that you, uh, you've got four fingers on the hand at a boy. And I like that you gave its, its, uh, horns and crest a different color. Very, very good. Uh, Benia, age six. Well, what a great cartoon T-Rex. I like this a lot. I like this a lot. Benaya. I'm sorry. It's Benaya. Benaya, this is really, really good. I love the blue eyes. I have blue eyes. So thank you. This is so cool. What a great one. That's so cool. And then uh, from my friend Sheree, Avi would like to know if a T-Rex could attack a Brachiosaurus. Only the babies. Only the babies. They absolute. Now, these animals didn't live together at the same time in the same place. But I will tell you this. Allosaurus probably attacked baby Brachiosaurus, so something as big as Tyrannosaurus would have been capable of doing that as well. Let's see, Victor, did I? Uh, can you? Can I do a podcast on Stegosaurus or Ceratosaurus? Yeah, I need to do one on either of those as well. And they, he sent me a picture of all of his dinosaurs riding in a car. That's great. That is really good. And then Xavier wanted to show everyone a Brachiosaurus that his great grandpa made for him. Great grandpa made one for his brother and sister too. You guys got to see this thing. This is so cool, Xavier. I like this a lot. This is really, really cool. I like that thing a lot. Wow. That's so cool. And then five-year-old Emery just learned about my podcast and he is in love. Oh, Emery, glad you listened, my friend. He wants to listen to everyone because you have a lot of catching up to do. Well, that's cool. 
He is hoping to become a T-Rex member soon. Well, I hope you do. I hope. Emery? Emery, you look so familiar. Maybe by the time I'm reading this, you already are. Maybe I saw you on a lesson. I'm not sure. Um, let's see. Oh, he sent me a great picture. Oh, this is really cool. Uh, he has, um, oh, this is just great. This is great. You have a dinosaur fighting an armored horse from the mid-century. I like this a lot. Hey, that is super crazy cool. That is super cool. All right, let's see. Uh, By the way, if you didn't watch it, uh, one of our T-Rex members, Zach, posted a video when he was cruising around the um, Carnegie Museum. Really, really cool. Really cool. And then Ruth sent me an email, said, hey, Dinosaur George, will you be at your museum Sunday of Memorial Day? Ruth, I will only be there after four o'clock. I am speaking at the San Antonio Zoo, so I will be there after four o'clock. That's the soonest I'll get there. I'm so sorry, but that's the soonest that I can get there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, mom. Allosaurus Rex didn't make the last two Zoom meetings because mom forgot. That's okay. Moms have a lot going on. Uh, but, oh, cool. Look, you guys got to visit. Uh, you got to drive through Dinosaur Park, which is so cool. I love this. I see you looking out the window to Triceratops. You're wearing a dinosaur shirt. You guys are great. This is really, really cool. I like that very, very much. And then, obvious, practicing his violin lesson, which is so cool. His audience is a bunch of dinosaurs, including, uh, this is very cool. Brachiosaurus looks a little judgy, but the other ones seem to be enjoying it very much. And I'm so glad you did that. That's cool. Uh, Ozzy and his sister Ashton wanted to share with their assignment Triceratops fighting off a carnivore, as well as his dino house that he built in his playroom for all those dinosaurs. I love this, Ozzy. This is so cool. This was just absolutely great. And then Annalise wanted to share the picture she drew. Oh, this is great. I know that flowers existed during dinosaur times. Do you think there were bees of some kind? I really enjoyed the carnivore lesson tonight. Well, Annalise, I'm so glad that you are a a member of our club and I love your drawings. And yeah, bees, they were were certainly pollinating flowers. There were certain pollinating uh, animals that lived during that time. There had to be, right? There had to be. All right, everybody. I'm hoping that I got you all. If I didn't, uh, little Fiona in Oregon, T-Rex is your king. Did I mention, did I, did I give you a shout out for your painting? I hope I did. I sure hope I did. See, the, the, here's the deal. I, I can't always remember if I got everybody and I don't want to leave anybody out. So Fiona, I hope that I commented last time. If not, I love your drawing. Rody, I like your camera Saurus. Um, I love uh uh Rain and Age Six from Houston. I love that you drew this really cool picture of that gigantic Brachiosaurus. I love that. And Benedict, age three and a half from Sydney, I think I commented on my last podcast that you are standing on the back of a Spinosaurus, which is so super cool. All right, my friends, when we come back, it's going to be time for a who would win. Let's take a short, less a break. And here we go. 
Now you can bring Dinosaur George into your classroom, home, or facility anywhere in the world with our virtual lessons. We offer over 15 different topics, including dinosaurs, prehistoric mammals, rocks and minerals, and more. Any age, any location, and any time zone. Visit us at DinosaurGeorge.com. Are you ready? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, there are two things that Tyrannosaurus members get to do. One is they get to submit a who would win, and two, their name is put into a hat each month, and if their name is chosen, they get to be interviewed. So the who would wins are all sent in by T-Rex members, and at the after this, you will hear an interview with one of our T-Rex members. So here we go. This first one is from Oliver in Durango, Colorado. Who would win? In Indoraptor versus a pack of Velociraptors. Oliver Indoraptor has them by size, much bigger, much more dangerous. Velociraptors are natural animals that that were not invented in a laboratory. So I believe they would have a little bit of an advantage. But even though they would have a little advantage, there is absolutely no way they are going to survive in the ring with an Indoraptor. It is simply too massive. So in my opinion, Indoraptor is the victor. Lucas R. My who would win is two Scorpius Rex and Indominus Rex versus, I mean, two Scorpius Rex and an Indoraptor versus Indominus Rex. Well, if I understand the new Scorpius Rex, which is supposed to be a new one for the Jurassic Park series, I understand that dinosaur is supposed to be terrifying. I don't know enough about it yet, so I can say for sure. But I'll say this. If Scorpius Rex is as big and bad as they claim, it doesn't even need Indoraptor to beat Indominus Rex. I believe, I believe that dinosaur is going to be the champion, but I don't know for sure because I haven't seen it yet. Great one, Lucas. Man, you stumped me, buddy. All right, Baker. Two Triceratops versus Blue the Velociraptor and Indominus Rex, who are on a team. Whoa. Well, if you've got Velociraptor and Indominus Rex, um, if you've got Blue and Indominus Rex versus two Triceratops, they're not going to make it. Blue is going to be able to run in at such a high rate of speed. Triceratops simply cannot spin around fast enough. And Blue would land on its back and begin slashing and dashing, cutting running back, jumping back again. One Triceratops is already in big trouble. Indominus Rex is going to handle the other one because Indominus Rex is big enough to where even if Triceratops came running at him, Indominus can reach over and grab the Triceratops by the back before the horns even reach Indominus. I think these two are simply too much for two Triceratops. I believe Velociraptor Blue kills one, and Indominus kills the other. I just think they would win. 
All right, Lauren, who would win, Dakota Raptor versus Utah Raptor? Nice. Nice. Now, Dakota Raptor, there's a still some disagreement about how big it is. If it is big as they claim, then it's going to take Utah Raptor. I think it could take Utah Raptor even if it was a little bit smaller than Utah Raptor. Because Dakota Raptor appears to be a faster Raptor, a sleeker, faster one. Utah Raptor is a brute. And he could certainly do some damage if he was able to grab Dakota Raptor. But I think Dakota Raptor is going to be too quick. And then he also said, and then Dinosaur George versus Rodan. Would you stop throwing me in with these monsters, especially Rodan? That's a that's a giant pterosaur-looking thing that lives in an active volcano. How could I possibly win against that? Plus, the gas coming from under my arms would probably ignite, not catch on fire. <laughs> All right, Hugo and Ruben, Utah Raptor versus Mega Raptor. Mega Raptor's got him in size. Mega Raptor has him in speed. Mega Raptor is too big of a dinosaur. Utah Raptor is a certainly powerful dinosaur, but I do not believe that Utah Raptor is going to stand a chance. I don't believe he is going to stand a chance against Mega Raptor. And for those of you that may not know, Mega Raptor is not a member of of the raptor family, the dromaeosaurs. Megaraptor does not have the claw on its foot. It's a different kind of dinosaur. It's actually related to Baryonyx and Spinosaurus. All right, Lucas H. I have to call them by their last, uh, first initial of their last name because I have a lot of Lucases. T-Rex, Allosaurus, Pteranodon, and Spinosaurus. Who would win? Well, Pteranodon's going to fly off. He's getting out of there. He's crazy. He's not going to hang around. Allosaurus, although I love him, simply cannot deal with T-Rex and Spinosaurus. He's just not going to make it. So that leaves Spinosaurus and T-Rex, and that brings us to the Titans. Who's going to win between T-Rex and Spinosaurus? I keep changing my mind on this. Sometimes I pick T-Rex. Sometimes I pick Spinosaurus. I just cannot pick an absolute winner. I always lean towards T-Rex because its bite is so much more powerful. And so for this one, Lucas H., I'm going to give it to Spinosaurus. I know my friend uh, Noah is going to be mad at me, but this time I'm giving it to T-Rex. Okay, Oddish, who would win? Tarbosaurus and Triceratops. I like this one a lot. I like this one a lot. I believe Tarbosaurus, who is a giant Tyrannosaur related to Tyrannosaurus Rex, I believe Tarbosaurus would be able to take on a single Triceratops. But I think it would be a very dangerous fight. I think it would have to be super crazy. You know what it would have to do? It would have to wear it down. It would have to make the Triceratops tired so that it can't spin around as quickly to defend himself. Boy, I'd love to see this. This would be a classic battle. But I'm still going to go ahead and give this to Tarbosaurus. And then Odysseus' father would like to know who would win between a pot of orca or megalodon. Good one. I'll tell you the truth, Dad. I believe the orcas would have been successful. And the reason why I say that is because I think orcas may have been the thing that caused the extinction of megalodon. They may have caused the extinction of megalodon. You know, I don't know, but I think they would win because I think that's what they would have done. All right, my butter, my buddy Itamar, age five from Bloomington, T-Rex versus Pentaceratops. Love this one too. Love this one too. Uh, I'm still going to go with T-Rex. I just think that taking on one horned dinosaur 
they're going to have an advantage. So I believe T-Rex is going to win against Pentaceratops. Boy, that'd be a great fight, though, wouldn't it? And then finally, my buddy Victor, Dinosuchus versus Dilophosaurus versus 900 dragons versus Dinosaur George with, a, George with a sword. All right, how could I possibly win against any one of these? Even if I have a sword, it's going to bounce off of Dinosuchus's armor. Dilophosaurus is going to grab me with his jaws before I can even get there. And who's going to beat 900 dragons? So the answer is... I would raise my arms to hold the sword over my head. Dinosuchus gets a whiff of my powerful arm odor, and he rolls over and dies. Dilophosaurus tries to hold his nose closed with his hands, but because he has claws, he stabs himself in his own nose, and he dies. 900 dragons look around and go, dude. We've got fire breath, and we even we can't stand the smell, and they would leave. And clearly, I would be the winner. All right, my friends, it is time to listen to our uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex member interview, so I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. Become a Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus Club member. So... Today's interview is with my buddy Magnus, who happens to be wearing a dinosaur shirt. Magnus, how are you today? Good. Good. How old are you, Magnus? Four. Four years old. Wow. Do you have a job somewhere? Um, no. Okay. Well, you can wait a little while longer, I guess. That's very good. So, Magnus, do you have any brothers or sisters? Um, I have a brother named Leo, and he's two years old. Oh, wow. So Leo is two years old. Do you help your mom take care of Leo? I, I do sometimes. Good. Well, that's what big brothers do. And when you get older and Leo gets older, you'll always take care of him. Because I have a big brother, and he helps take care of me, too. So, Magnus, what is your favorite dinosaur? Um, Spinosaurus. Wow! Why do you like Spinosaurus? Because he's got sharp teeth. He does. And do you know what kind of food Spinosaurus eats? Fish. Yes! That's excellent! It has that long, skinny nose, right? So it can grab the fish in the water? Yeah. Do you think Spinosaurus was a good swimmer? Uh-huh. I think so, too. If you're going to catch your food in the water, you have to be a good swimmer, right? Mm-hmm. And what about that big sail on its back? Can you guess what that was for? It was, um, it was uh, for um, the sun to shine on it, and it can get warm. Very good. I am so proud of you, Magnus. Those are excellent answers. You're right. Now, did you know... That when a Spinosaurus loses a tooth, a new one grows back 
over and over and over. Um, yeah. Isn't that cool? Can you think of an animal that does that today? What kind of other animals do that? Can you guess? Um, a shark. There you go. A shark and a crocodile. Crocodiles get to lose their teeth and grow them back. So Spinosaurus never ran out of teeth. Now, have you ever seen how big a Spinosaurus is? Have you ever seen one at a museum before? Um, no, not yet. Well, they're big. They're we, uh, we went to Brookfield Zoo. Oh! At, at Chicago. Um, I mean, um, by my grandma's house. Right. Did you like the zoo? And I got this Apatosaurus from it. Whoa, that is a big Apatosaurus. That is so cool. So did you like the zoo? Yeah, I did. They had all so different kinds of dinosaurs. Whoa, that's exciting. Now, were their dinosaurs the kind that move or do they just stand still? Um, One dinosaur was a statue, right. but one... But all of the dinosaurs else there were just, like, moving. Was that scary? Um, no, I was not very scared. Yeah, well, because if you like dinosaurs, there's nothing wrong with them moving. I mean, sometimes they can be a little scary. So, you like Spinosaurus, but you got an Apatosaurus. Are there some plant eaters that you like? Um, I like um, Stegosaurus and Triceratops. Ooh, I like both of them, too. Why do you like Stegosaurus? Because he's got plates and a spiky tail. What does he do with that spiky tail? Um, He whacks at, um, at, at Predator. Wow, and Predator is a big word. I'm very proud of you, Magnus. That's very good. So what does Triceratops do with its horns? Um, He uh, knocks it down um, uh, other meat-eating dinosaurs. Uh, I thought he used them to roast marshmallows around a campfire. No. He didn't roast marshmallows on his horns? Uh, Did he put hot dogs on them and cook them around the stove? No. Oh, well, I guess I don't know very much about dinosaurs. Because I thought they made marshmallows on one horn and hot dogs on the other. Uh, Okay, well, I guess I'm wrong about that. But could they roast marshmallows on their horns? No, there weren't marshmallows on the time of dinosaurs. Uh, well, what if there was a marshmallowosaurus? No. <laughs> What's a marshmallowosaurus? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I like Triceratops too. Uh, what about the the beak on Triceratops? Have you ever seen how sharp that beak is? I uh, yeah, it's really sharp for uh, chewing through um 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 hard plants. Good job. You know, Magnus, maybe you should be teaching a course online. Would you like to be the teacher for the next lesson? Um, maybe when I'm six years old. Okay, yeah, because there's no reason to rush into it. Okay, so when you turn six, then I'll see if you can help me teach one of the lessons. So you've gone to zoos, and I like. I like animals that are alive today. Do you have a favorite kind of animal that's alive today? Um, um a moose. You like a moose? A uh, moose is amazing. 
But if there's two mooses together, do you call them a meese? No. <laughs> I saw a moose, and then I saw two meese, and then I saw three meeses, and then I saw four mices. Uh, I think that's what you call them. Yeah. So a moose and a mouse must be cousins, right? No. Wait, a moose isn't a mouse with horns? No. Well, I guess I don't know very much about modern animals either. So you like moose. Now, what about some of the meat-eating animals that are alive today? Do you like them? Um, I like um, the great big bear. Oh, yeah. Polar bears and grizzly bears and gummy bears and gummy bears. <laughs> uh, you like gummy bears the best? No. Oh, uh, what about teddy bears? I like teddy bears. No. <laughs> well, I still like gummy bears. <laughs> what about gummy worms? Have you ever eaten gummy worms? Yeah, I do. I eat it on ice cream. Your mom feeds you worms? No. Your mom made you eat worms? No. Your mom seemed like such a nice lady, but she's feeding you worms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to start any rumors, but that's what I heard, is she made you eat a bowl of worms. No. <laughs> so, you like um, you like bears, which I like too. I like bears. I like all kinds of bears. Um, and then, what about giraffes and elephants? Do you like some of the big animals? Uh, yeah, I do. I do too. And, you know, you showed me your apatosaurus, which I thought was cool. Why does apatosaurus have that long neck? Uh, because, um, because it needs to reach the tops of the trees. There you go. And that's where it eats. That's where it finds the leaves, right? Yeah. And marshmallows because they grow on trees, right? No. So it's eating marshmallows, gummy worms, and leaves. Is that what they eat? Um, they don't. They don't eat worms. Only birds eat worms. Uh, well, you eat worms. Are you a bird? No. What kind of a bird is a Magnus bird? <laughs> 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 so you like going to the zoo. What about museums? Have you gone to a museum before? Um, we went to um, um, the museum at Chicago, the field museum, where I saw Sue. Whoa, was Sue big? Yeah, she was a little big. Yeah, Sue is a big is a big uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? Mm-hmm. And did she have great big teeth? Uh, yeah, she did. But she also has those little arms, right? Yeah. What do they do with those little arms, I wonder? I don't know. I think they roast marshmallows. No. Okay, why do we keep talking about marshmallows? (laughs) So, of all of your dinosaur toys, what is your favorite toy? What are your favorite toys? Um, I'm Indominus Rex. Wow. I love that Indominus Rex. That's um, the one that's kind of white colored, right? Kind of gray? Yeah. yeah he's a kind of gray too. Yeah. I like him. I like him a lot. Now, when you play with your dinosaur toys, do you put like your plant eaters on one side and your meat eaters on the other? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. I used to do that all the time, too. Well, I still do, but I just don't want to admit it publicly. But I do, too. And I like your dinosaur shirt, by the way. That has a lot of cool animals on it. Do you have a lot of dinosaur shirts? Um, I have a, my, uh, I have a shirt named um, Manosaurus. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of cool. So, if you could go back in time, what dinosaur would you like to see? What dinosaur would you like to see? Um, Brachiosaurus. Whoa. Why would you like to see Brachiosaurus? Because he has a long neck. Yeah, and he's big. I wonder if Brachiosaurus would let us walk up to it and pet it. Do you think it would? Yeah. That would be kind of fun. I wonder if Brachiosaurus can stand up on its back legs. Can it do that, I wonder? Um, yeah, I can for reaching a tall, tall tree. Right. And if it's on its back legs, then it could use its front legs to roast marshmallows over a fire. So th- yeah. right, What is with these marshmallows? <laughs> So do you have any pets? Do you have any pets? Do you have like a dog or a cat? No. Do you have a bowl full of worms? No. Yeah, because you ate those. Those are supposed to be your pet. Uh, Your mom gave you a bowl of worms as a pet and you ate them on ice cream? No. (laughs) So what about dinosaur books? Do you have any dinosaur books? I have a mom... Like um, a lot of dinosaur books. Oh, I'm very proud of you. Books are the best. You know, Magnus, when when you're learning about dinosaurs, if you watch a movie or a video, those are fine and they're fun. I like watching them a lot. But your your brain works better when you read a book. So are you able to read yet? Do you know how to read or are you still learning? Um, I got you a carnivore a meat. Um, dinosaur book right now. Oh, well, thank you for the plug. I'm glad. Now, do do you like my dinosaur book, my meat eater book? Yeah, I do. I'm glad. I'm very glad. I'm, I'm glad that you did. You know, when I made that book, I did one for meat eaters, one for plant eaters. I was going to do one about pterosaurs, the flyers, but I wasn't able to. My schedule was too busy. Because I wanted to do one of those as well. Because I like pterosaurs. Do you like the flyers? Do you like pterodactyls? Yeah, I do. I like a Quetzalcoatlus. Whoa! That's a big name. And that's a big pterosaur, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing is huge. And it's got that long, skinny beak. What would it do with that long beak? Um, catch fish in the water. Nice. I thought you were going to say it roasted marshmallows, but that would have been wrong. No. I now know that is the incorrect answer, so that's why I didn't say it. So, <laughs> were, you, uh, did, were you able to be in our lesson that I taught about pterosaurs? Were you able to be on that one? Yeah, I did. Um, I listened to your, that whole thing. Oh, nice. Now, did you know there was that many strange-looking pterosaurs with those weird heads? Yeah. Yeah, they look pretty cool, don't they? 
I like them. Now, do you have any pterodactyl toys? Yeah, I am have one right now. No way. Whoa, look at that pteranodon. That is so cool. Wait a minute. Are its wings flapping? Yeah, it moves its wings. Oh, that is so, and it makes a noise too. Yeah. All right, that is super cool. Now, when you play with that, do you act like it swoops down and grabs fish out of the water? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Man, you have a lot of toys. What other toys? Do you have any other toys with you? Yeah. Um, I've got um, this, um, this uh, Deinonychus here. Wow. That's my second favorite dinosaur. Do you know who my first favorite dinosaur is? Allosaurus. You little stinker. How did you know that? Because I listened to your podcast about Allosaurus. Oh, do you like the podcast? Yeah, I do. I listen to all your podcasts. Wow. Now, is there an animal that you wish I would make a podcast about? Is there something you would like to to learn about? Um, I want you to do a a podcast about um, Carodontosaurus. Whoa! Now that's a big dinosaur. That's a very big dinosaur. Well, I tell you what, Magnus, how exciting is this? How about I am going to do this podcast that your interview is going to be on. I'm going to do it on Carcharodontosaurus. So, because I haven't recorded that podcast yet. So I'm going to do it. And then when your interview is on there, you're going to hear your interview on the Carcharodontosaurus podcast. Ooh, la, la. What do you think of that? Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about marshmallows or hot dogs or worms because everybody knows Carcharodontosaurus didn't eat those things, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It liked hamburgers and it liked chicken nuggets and it liked no. s- and it ate spaghetti. So those are what Carcharodontosaurus eats, right? No, they eat other animals in the dinosaur time. Oh. Well, was there Spaghettiosaurus? No. He was kind of wiggly, wasn't he? No. Uh Maybe that's what the worms were, Spaghettiosauruses. <laughs> that's exciting. So is there any questions you wanted to ask me, Magnus? Is there something you wanted to know that, that you wanted to ask? Uh, yeah. Okay. What well, what do you want to ask? Um, why does Spinosaurus have that fin on its back? Whoa. Well, now you knew why, because, right, because the sun helps it warm up. Remember, when you go into the water, water wants to steal away your heat, right? It, mm-hmm. it doesn't want you to stay warm. Water wants you to get cold. I don't know why, but that's just what it does. So if Spinosaurus is eating fish, it has to spend a lot of time in the water because that's where the fish are. So... If it's going to spend a lot of time in the water, it needs a way to, to warm up so that the water doesn't steal all of its heat. And that's what that big fin. Now, did you know Spinosaurus kind of has a fin on his head? Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, I see that on my dinosaur toy right now. Yeah. Now, that fin on its head, that's kind of a mystery. 
some people think that that fin was there so that other dinosaur, other spinosauruses knew who it was. Like, you know, when we look at our face, all of our faces look different and we can recognize each other. Some scientists think that that fin was a way that other spinosauruses could recognize who it was. They could be like, oh, yeah, that's old Frank. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? And Frank's like, hello, I didn't know we could speak English. And they're like, yeah, of course we can. Have you had any marshmallows this week? No. Okay, Frank. Well, have a good day. (laughs) So what other question? Do you have any other questions you want to ask? No. Well, let me ask you this. Do, Do you like being in the Patreon club? Do you have fun in the club? Yeah, I do. Good. You know, the lesson tomorrow is going to be on meat eaters. So we're going to learn about meat eaters tomorrow. Uh, were you on the lesson last week when we learned about plant eaters? Um, no. You know what? Well, it's recorded, so you can go watch that one. And then tomorrow, I'll record that one as well, and I'll post it on there. Tomorrow's lesson is on meat eaters. But not about any particular meat eater. It's just like how they lived. Did they live in families? Uh, Did they fight with each other? Those kind of things. All right, my friend Magnus. Have you had fun today? Yeah. And now you know that dinosaurs eat marshmallows? No. Hot dogs? No. And I learned that you ate a bowl of worms. No. <laughs> Magnus, before we go, this podcast is listened by people all over the world. There are people your age and younger and older all over the world that listen. Would you like to say anything to them? Would you like to tell them to have a good day or tell them hello? What would you like to say to all of those people? I don't know. Can you say, my name is Magnus? And I like dinosaurs. Um, I want to say hi. Okay. Well, you can say hi. So So for everyone in the world who's listening to this podcast, Magnus wants to tell you hi. Magnus, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi. There. Good for you. Magnus, thank you very much, buddy. You have been a lot of fun. Don't eat too many bowl of worms, okay? (laughs) See you later, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, my friends. That was a fun interview. I had a really good time doing it. We laughed the whole time, I think. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Today's podcast went a little bit longer, but I've had a lot of people asking me if I could make it longer because they can spend more time listening. So I hope you enjoyed the longer podcast. If you would like to join our Patreon club, I hope you do. Please make sure to go to my website, dinosaurgeorge.com, and visit our catalog. Go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group and join it so you can post your pictures and your questions and your comments. Thank you all so very much. Be kind to each other. Be nice to each other. Practice your reading. Use good manners. And I hope one day I get to meet you. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Thank 
Thank you for listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.